0: They we're talking about mindfulness and why it's very useful for cricket but also how cricket can help you be more mindful um, now when these when words like mindfulness or meditation are used there's a strong direction towards uh, preconceptions about what they are and people I know I was like this certainly, will be put off doing it because of what they think it is rather than scratching beneath the surface and finding out actually what it can do for them. But the fact that you're listening is is interesting enough to get us um, dissecting a little bit about what mindfulness is and what it can do for, for you as a cricketer as well as just for your everyday life. So That question, why are you listening today? Why is it that the topic of mindfulness is something that's made you out of all of the um, podcasts that are available online to listen to this episode? And thank you, by the way, for doing so. But mindfulness is something which, without exaggerating, can change your life. The practice of it is um, transformative. And for a lot of people, it is an entirely new direction. It's something which has not been encountered before, not been had had any attention paid to it, and therefore will open up areas um, of your life which you, you didn't think were there. Um, and my example about this new direction comes from two different perspectives. So I'll talk a little bit about my perspective, but also that of um, a world-famous... Uh, cricketer, now coach. So if I start with, with that example actually, Justin Langer, uh, we may w- well have been watching The Test, the Amazon Prime documentary series about the Australian men's team that he he is coach of. And for me in that documentary series, I was really wanting him to talk about his um, focus on mental skills and, 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 and mental health as a important feature of building a test cricketer but of course there's so much other things to be uh, so many other things to be to be talked about that we didn't quite get the coverage of that 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 i would have liked not that they were producing the show for me so obviously i accept that there was um, other things to be talked about but for langer uh, meditation is something which has been a constant in his life since 1993 and he said that he came to it through uh, a difficult time at the beginning of his test career, where the practice of this was, was suggested to him by an opponent at the end of a game he played uh, versus New Zealand. And one of their players said to him um, over a beer after the game that perhaps he was trying too hard and he needed to, to, to look at things in a different way. Uh, and Langell went away from that conversation not immediately convinced But then in the days that followed, there was an advert in the local newspaper for meditation classes. And from the interview that I've seen with him, he then thought, well, this is twice in a short space of time that something relatively unknown to him had been mentioned. So as a result, he took the plunge and gave it a go. And as he says himself, now, all these years later, it's something he has done each day. And you can see a really good video on YouTube, which is something he did with smiling Mind, which is him explaining the benefits of it to him as uh, as a test match player indeed now as a as a coach so for Langer, it was a push to, for him to do this very much based on his ambition in international cricket and for anyone listening who wants to become a better cricket player I think mindfulness has so many opportunities to help you do that but also people might be listening thinking about their mental health and fitness in general and being a better cricketer can be a a byproduct of, of looking after that but they may also be thinking about a way in which they can just look after their mind more and as much as we would like it that people think about ways to look after their mind in normal circumstances often it will be an interaction with a difficulty that prompts us to search for things that can improve that and my experience would be no different uh, i came to the 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 revelation if you like of how important uh, mindfulness could be having experienced um an episode of depression which was which was tough which was difficult which left me doubting everything that i'd i'd done before which left me with very low self-esteem and and really little i felt in my life to to make me want to 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 continue in any meaningful way i'd lost the direction that i that that i previously had so as part of getting better the doctor was able to direct me towards uh, in what in the first instance some medication also then the talking therapy, but also what I was really interested in, particularly as this was not my first episode of clinical depression, I was really interested in building some habits that would help me avoid this in the future or do the best I could to avoid it and go beyond that, not just avoid ill health, actually have good health and positive um, mental health and fitness. So Exercise was mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Try my best to, to keep up with a, an exercise program. But also, I started reading about the benefits of mindfulness and meditation. And I'm going to use those two words interchangeably. Um, for me, I, I practice a, a mindfulness meditation, but meditation is just a way of being mindful so if we talk about mindfulness that's the the big thing and meditation is an example of how you can do that certainly in the way that I've approached it over these last few years so um, mindfulness certainly can help cricket the ability to be able to focus your concentration on one thing at a time be able to let go of things be able to be more calm and reflective can certainly have an impact on cricket but I look at cricket as a way of helping my mindfulness practice as well uh, I'm not someone who is playing cricket to do it professionally to even do it to a, a particular standard I play very recreationally and my aim there is for it to be a hobby simply to switch off from other parts of my my life so I think that it works both ways for it um, now if i talk about a couple of definitions of of uh of mindfulness we'll probably see how these can interact with cricket uh, the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something so that's mindfulness in in action and um, if we think about someone at the crease who is on top form they would be aware of the situation that they're in being very conscious Um being in the zone which is often referred to a longer definition is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings thoughts and bodily sensations so the the two sides of it there one being the actual centered in the moment the most important and often elusive thing in our lives is just being comfortable in what's happening at this very moment in time not searching back for what's gone on before not drifting towards the future but actually concentrating your attention on the here and now and when you're in the middle about to face a delivery from someone or about to bowl a delivery or about to be in the field for one that is your main objective the most important thing in your life at that time is that delivery. But we can be distracted, can't we? We've played and missed the ball before, or we've been hit for a boundary or misfielded. That can very easily impact how we deal with the, the present moment. And I'm not for a minute saying that that mindfulness is something which will be able to remove that. It's just something which is able to give us a better chance of being in the moment. Of, but It's a practice. And it helps us then accept our feelings, thoughts and, and as it says in the quote, bodily sensations. That acceptance is really, really crucial. And over years of practice, I'm by no means someone that has perfected it. I don't think it's possible to, but certainly internally have been able to deal with things better by having this practice and by making it a feature of, of, of what I do. And it does link really to um, our fight or flight response. So when we're in situations, we'll often have that um, that reaction, which is very much linked to, um, to to what we were like as human beings a long time ago, where we're we're very much put on edge, and we have a reaction, um, which can be really helpful if we're in immediate peril. The ability to be able to to have our senses tuned into that to either fight or or, or flight is, is important, but it's often something which we fall into the trap of, of being influenced by when we, we don't need those extremes. So mindfulness is something which can help us draw our attention away from um, very extreme responses to centre us in the moment there. And there's a ton of the, the scientific explanations of it out there, and I'll include a couple of links in the... Uh, the, the podcast notes I don't certainly don't want to be spending my time just recounting other people's research um, for that but that is a little bit about why we we want to uh, why we want to practice it why we think it can be useful because it's a response it's a way of uh, getting our attention to where we would prefer it to be rather than that, being dominated by um, reactions that uh, that have been triggered elsewhere now across the various studies that that have been done regarding this and you're getting hundreds a year backing up the effect, positive effect of of mindfulness on on our on our minds. Some of these just scream out being perfect for for, for cricket. Improves focus and concentration, helps you switch off and relax, aids you in how you react to thoughts and feelings, provides a clarity reducing stress and also gives a route to moving on from setbacks. Um, A lot of this is not only about what you do in the moment, but how you manage to reflect on things outside of that. And these are all things which uh, can be practiced through different exercises. And some of the exercises are so simple and straightforward that people will lurch to think that they can't work when so many people who embed this in what they do day in day out will find that it's incredibly helpful and useful but the key to bear in mind and this is what sidetracked me in the the first stages of of doing it was that it is a mindfulness practice and it's not something which you are going to complete just like yourself as a cricketer you're not ever going to be um, the finished article there's always ways that you can improve, modify, adapt what you do So mindfulness, just like your your game of cricket, there'll be times where you find you apply it really, really well. The things you practice seem so natural and you wonder why it can't be like this every day. There'll also be other times where the practice is difficult, when there's other factors at play. Uh, As an example, I find it particularly difficult to have those few mindful moments when there's a lot of stress going on. And almost then... I start to think, what was the point of me doing all this practice when it hasn't helped me deal with it? It's only after certain situations that I realise I was helped by it. Um, There there were things that I I did as a result of of having practised mindfulness which made me deal with a situation better than I might have done otherwise. So really, if we think about it from a cricket perspective, we're looking to get our, it can help us, sorry, get our head not in the ball before not the ball after but that ball then and the act of switching your focus onto that delivery and then letting it drift and on again is itself a practice of of mindfulness just looking at absolutely one thing and if you think about the things that you're focusing on as a batter when the ball is being delivered the position of the bowler's arm and wrist and then the ball leaving their hand and those cues that you pick up about whether it's going to be short pitch or whether it's going to be full the direction of it and then that beautiful thing where you just let your body uh, go into autopilot to play the shot but it's been able to do that through that attention and focus that has been given to it before so cricket can Uh, help mindfulness it can be a practice of mindfulness in itself but it's also something which um, can benefit from practice of mindfulness elsewhere in your life Um, and and moving towards cricket as a as a team sport and how mindfulness can help there uh, I would say that it's something which definitely encourages you to be curious about what's going on inside you and around, taking notice of things—that's a big thing in mindfulness. Looking at what is around you, sensing what is happening, and then being able to to, to see more, to feel more, to experience more, and that of course leads to, to some more openness. If you are, as someone who practices mindfulness, able to, um, to 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 take on more, to be able to 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 experience more, to look at what's going on. Um, and be open with yourself for that, to not be so close to things, then that can eventually translate into being more open with others. If you're open with yourself and honest, hopefully that can then bear out in what you do with your teammates. But also it's the acceptance that is perhaps the the critical thing that I've already mentioned, of just making yourself more able to deal with things by accepting what is in in your control and what is outside of your control um which uh, mindfulness gives you the opportunity to be able to do that so i've tried my best to not speak for too long about about what it does and and why it happens Uh, i think the best thing to do now in this i'm going to keep this under 20 minutes if i can is to just give some roots to be able to try it I, i could now speak about the the people in world sport who use mindfulness or meditation as a performance tool, give you endorsements, uh, try to preach to you about how much it works. Um, I will give some examples of, of sports people who use it. But if only to say, instead of thinking, why would I do it? Think about why wouldn't you? There is a route here for everyone to at least try it and see what works for them. And within such a broad area, there will surely be something that can help you be more mindful uh, as you go through. So I mentioned Langer, but you've also got people like Josh Butler, um, Liam Plunkett, Mark Wood, who all have used or used the Headspace app that I'm about to mention. Across other sports, you've got Novak Djokovic, Rory McElroy the great Michael Jordan, the late Kobe Bryant, all people who have talked about the importance of a mindfulness or meditation routine. And this is something that people can access through Headspace, which is an app. Uh, There's also Smiling Mind. And this, if you like, takes care of the planning and the exercises for you. It's guided, it will give you a range of options for how uh, how you can access it. And there are, for example, in Headspace, uh, sports-oriented programmes. There's also ones which can help with sleep, which can help with a variety of different things. And that is the cost of around about a tenner a month. If you think about how much you might spend on things for the physical side of your game, that £10, not only for, for, for performance, but also helping you look after your mind, help you be able to switch off, stop thoughts racing around your head, really, really... Uh, would recommend that. Smiling Mind, as I've said, is another example of that, an Australian company who do it. But I'm going to share to finish um, three or four or more actually um, ideas of how to be mindful in, in just five minutes or so. And, you, and, and just be curious with these and see how they might help you. So practicing some meditation like Headspace and Smiling Mind, absolutely. That can range from a quick one minute exercise all the way through to 15 20 30 minutes or or whatever you want but a classic one is to just spend five minutes sitting and noticing we've got lives which take us here there and everywhere even in the period of covid even though we're not we haven't been out and about as much as we would be still just as busy with working from home and different commitments but just give yourself five minutes to sit and notice no other agenda, phone off, not watching the television, not having the radio on, nothing like that, just sitting and noticing and that noticing can be whatever you want. It might be that you happen to fall into noticing the sounds or the sights around you, might be that you notice your heartbeat, the smells that are around you, whatever it is, that is a practice of mindfulness and that is getting you used to engaging with your senses so that later on you can use that to be able to tap into it and and switch your focus where you need. Also just reflecting is a really mindful approach. Keeping a journal perhaps or just spending that five minutes sitting there and going through your day in your head and just reflecting, just letting yourself know what has happened and noticing things along the way. With this, we move a step further. Spending that five minutes or so sitting and noticing your breath is a, a very important technique. This is something which then helps you narrow your focus. Very important for, for our game of cricket, narrowing the focus to that, that one ball or that, that one particular thing we're doing. And using it through your breath gives you the chance to organise it by counting from one to four or one to 10. But also by regulating our breath and making it steadier, the act of breathing deeply in and out also helps to relax us. You're getting two things in one go there. I would also say that there's an opportunity for a further exercise here in five minutes and so that's sense enhancement. So if you've sat and noticed one day and you've 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 seen where your thoughts go or you've seen where your attention is, pick something as you go out either for a walk or just sitting again at home and look at your different senses or, or experience your different senses and make the effort to, to zone in on, on on one followed by another. Then to enhance them, switch one of them off. So if you're looking to engage with your sense of hearing close your eyes and see how doing that makes it easier to then just 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 focus on that if you're looking to focus your eyes on something your sight then see if there's a way of putting some headphones in blocking out a bit of sound anything like that um we've i've done some stuff over the years just sort of playing around with with say a cricket ball if we're wanting to experience that extra sense of anticipation of knowing what's going on in a safe environment have a ball thrown to you whether it's a tennis ball or a cricket ball and just be sensing where that's going and maybe with a a tennis ball so it's not going to hurt have the, the, the ball thrown at you with your eyes closed and just you've seen before they throw it where they are and just trust your instincts about where it goes and you're your experience of your senses there hearing the ball through the air can be really enhanced from it so that sort of depletion of one sense to enhance another just being curious mainly and these things may work perfectly for you, you may think oh that's really done it but the key is as a, as a finish and this has almost been a an announcement just to try and get people to try it is that the the benefits really of mindfulness are that it's something you can do at every moment available, um, any moment available, sorry, not every moment, but to sit there and just give yourself a minute where you're going to be mindful, to help you switch off from other things, to help you work on your attention muscle and your concentration, is really, really important. So it's accessible to everyone. The resources that you need are already within you, just need some commitment to give it a go. And things like Headspace and Smiling Mind that are outside of you can help that as well. But all they are doing is getting you to use what you have already to do so. And for me, I'm not saying that it's something that will mean I never, ever have an episode of depression again. But what it has done is make me so much more aware of how I feel. I can sense things within myself more. I'm able to observe my thoughts rather than just react to them. Now, if someone had said that to me years and years ago, I would have thought that was some kind of weird, weird potion that would have been given to me. But in fact, it is just being more aware and being more in tune uh, as a result of it. So I will include some links in the, the show notes for this. But if you're still listening at this point, please just go sit down and notice for five minutes. See how it makes you feel.